What up, y'all? And this portion of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by Cricket Wireless. It's a new year and it's time for new possibilities. And do we ever need them? Cricket Wireless can help you make the easy switch to the plan that's right for you, starting at $30 a month. Smile and switch to Cricket. Activation and other fees and restrictions apply. Terms subject to change. See store for details. What up, y'all? It's DJ MV. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Now, uh, I want to start off by saying we moved our real estate seminar back. I know a lot of you guys have been DMing us, texting us. We've been posting about it. We had to move it back. Shout out to the credit dude. Uh, He got COVID. So he had to sit down for 14 days. So shout to Jose. Um, so we let him sit for a minute and we had to push it back for another week, but that week was all star. So we decided to push it back an additional week. So the 14th of March is the next date. So there's still some seats available. So I want to see you guys there. If you want to learn how we make money through real estate, maybe you're a first time home buyer or you're an investor and you want to learn how we make money in real estate, me and my partner Caesar, I have about 134 doors. He has about 1600 doors. That means that's the amount of rent that comes in for each apartment. So if you want to learn from people that are actually doing and not trying to rob you and stick you up for extreme prices, we want to see you at our seminar in Atlanta. All right. If you want more information, you can click the link in my bio or Caesar's bio, and we would love to see you there. Now, um, start the podcast. So here and I, we only have one really date night a week, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it now. was two, but it was now it's only one. And what's that? Friday? No. She doesn't even know when our date night is. Our date night would be Friday. No, it's not. Yes. No. Okay. Our date night is Monday. That date night. See, look at you. Look at me what? <laughs> look at me what? Our date night is Monday. Why? Because we watch The Bachelor. And I'm starting to hear more and more of you guys talk about The Bachelor. Say, Envy, you talk about it. Now I watch it. So we're watching The Bachelor, right? Mm-hmm. So that is our date night. Every Monday night, we watch The Bachelor. We sit in bed. We cuddle. We laugh. We joke. We talk about what girl he's going to pick. Why we like this girl? Why we don't like this girl? This girl got a little attitude. This girl's hating. Oh, we really like this girl. She's sweet. She's nice. She's this. She's that. Period. All right. So now last week on The Bachelor, and this is what I wanted to to talk to you about. We're going to take it out The Bachelor. But last week on The Bachelor was hometown. So let me explain what Bachelor is and what hometown is. I'm getting a kick out of this. All right. (laughs) You are explaining The Bachelor. For about 19 years, I tried to get this boy to watch The Bachelor with me, and he told me it was stupid, it was whack, it was this and that. And now look at you, about to explain hometowns. Let me explain it. And yes, it's <laughs> very interesting. So on The Bachelor, if you don't know what The Bachelor is, there's one dude or one girl, Bachelor, Bachelorette, and there's about 20 different men or women that really want you to pick them. And at the end of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, you're supposed to marry them. So at you know they go through the process every week, and they get rid of a couple of girls or a couple of guys, depending on if it's a Bachelor or Bachelorette. So one of the weeks they do this thing called hometown. Usually when they're down to four, they do hometown. And hometown means you're supposed to fly to the girls or the guy's hometown that is trying to get you to marry them. Well, because of COVID, there is no hometown. So the family actually comes to where they're filming. I know you're like, Ember, you're telling me a lot, but there's a reason. But they come to you where you're filming. So the bachelor, his name is Matt James. Mm-hmm. He's meeting all these girls' his parents and their family members. So one of the parents, I can tell, does not really believe in what they're doing. Does not, does, I, I'm not going to say doesn't love them, but doesn't believe in the process. Um, and can really tell that the girl is not smitten with the guy. 
So she decides herself to end the relationship. Cool. So let's take it out the bachelor. Do you think you could have married me if your mother and father did not like me? Let's say oh. me and you were good. We, you know, we were holding hands. We're driving in the Dodge Caravan to get Applebee's and Tony Romo's. Uh, you know, we're di- driving in the Nissan Stanza to Roosevelt Field Mall. Roosevelt, go to, to buy some coach bags. <laughs> you know, if your parents did not like you, uh-huh. did not like me, excuse me, uh-huh. could you still marry me? Depends on why they didn't like you. Doesn't matter. Like if you curse my mother out, then no. I, I mean, does it matter? You. I mean, yeah, it matters. If you curse my mother out, yeah, I, but, I wouldn't be able to marry you. But if they don't like you, they don't like you. Let's say it's intuition. There's something about it that they don't like. Maybe they feel like I'm immature. Maybe they feel like I'm just not good for you. Maybe they feel like whatever it may be, just intuition. They see some things that they just don't like. Could you still go on with the marriage? Yes. If it was, wow. if it was based on intuition, then yes. But if you did something that gave my parents pause or that alarmed them or um, gave them concern about the type of husband that you would be long-term because their intuition or their foresight is better than mine, then that's something I would pay attention to. But if they didn't like you just because, I would have to chalk it up to, well, then you guys just don't understand. I would need good reason. Now, your parents are somebody that's been with you for 22 years, right? Mm-hmm. At that time, let's say you get married at 22. They know everything. Right. They've been around this world. They've seen everything. And if they're telling you, this guy is not for you, you're still going to go along with it regardless of what they say? Like I said, it depends on the reason. That's not um, an open and shut question. Take me out of it. Say it's not me. And it's just a random guy, right? Because okay. right now, I think you're thinking of me, right? Because now yes. I'm, I'm thinking of it, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say... Logan brings a girl in here, right? Uh-huh. Or Madison brings a guy in here. Okay. And I don't like dude. I don't know him. It's just something about him I don't like, mm-hmm. right? And I'm telling her, I don't think you should get married to this individual because there's something about him I don't like. Give it some time. Let it breathe because something is I, I, something about him I just don't like. Mm-hmm. I would be upset if she still married him. Now, you and Logan's relationship is like... Some days you love each other, some days you hate each other. You're like brother, sister, mother, father relationship, husband, mm-hmm. wife, right? Because mm-hmm. I have to rear that kid. So knowing Logan who calls you and asks you what to order from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Knowing Logan who asks you, mom, how do I brush my hair? Mom. If he brought in a girl mm-hmm. that you did not like, uh-huh. do you think he would still marry her? I had this conversation with him actually. Okay. It's great. And I told him that he's not marrying any chicks that I don't like. But you just said. You asked me what I would do. <laughs> you didn't ask me. It's, it's the me. same situation though, pretty um, much. I think a lot of us are hypocrites in that sense. In a lot of senses, what's good for this goose isn't always good for the gander. So just because I would do something in a particular situation doesn't mean that I would want my kids to do that in the same situation. And in the first situation, I'm, I'm playing the daughter role. Now you have me playing the mother role. My perspective as a daughter is not my same perspective as a mother. So it's inherently going to be different. Making me, you know, um, right for the role of hypocrite. See, mine is a little different, right? And the reason I say mine is different is because me and my parents didn't have a relationship like me and Madison have, or you and Logan have, mm-hmm. or me and Logan have, or you and Madison have. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't tell me who I should marry, who I shouldn't, because 
I never spoke to them necessarily about you in depth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I never talked to my parents about myself in depth. Right. So they couldn't tell me. Mm-hmm. But now if the tables are turned and Madison, who I talk about everything with and Logan, who we talked about everything, if we felt something, I don't necessarily think they should do it. And I think she made the right decision by not doing it on The Bachelor because her parents didn't feel it. Her sister didn't feel it. And when she thought about it, she realized she didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't care what your parents had to say. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I would care very much. I'm saying I would just need a reason. You can't just tell me, oh, there's something about that guy. And me be like, you know what? I'm calling it all off. You know, it would have to be rational, babe. Yeah, Do you but, understand what I'm saying? But, you know, there, there's, there's something. Because. Ab- because. Perfect example. Because mm-hmm. you don't. They don't know how I feel. They don't know what it is that I see in him. They don't know what. Or maybe you're dumb and you're blinded by love. But in, in the case that he's not abusing me mentally, emotionally, or physically, then there's no harm. Do you see what I'm saying? No. Wow. I don't. Okay. And I'm going to tell, tell you why. You shouldn't have married me. <laughs> you're damn right. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not a joke. I'm laughing because, you know, hindsight is 2020. Right. You shouldn't I'm glad you. that I did, but at the time, whoo. Of course, all right. Now, another TV show that we watch is called Bling Empire. Now, in Bling Empire is about an Asian community in LA that got bread and they do whatever they like want to do. Bread, bread. And one of the girls in the Asian Empire, I say Asian Empire, in Bling Empire, <laughs> is dating this model. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, the model. Reminds me of myself. No, he's not. He's not a model. He's an actor. The other one is the model. I thought he did a model. Didn't he do a Tangeray commercial and the billboard was up and he said, I did a Tangeray? He was one of the, he played, um, I think, one of the Power Rangers in the Power Ranger movie. He did play one of so the Power Rangers. So he's an actor. He's an actor. Okay. So maybe he models in between, but he's an actor. Right. Not so, necessarily a model. So when I look at him, mm-hmm. right, I see myself in him. Tell them what happened while we were watching. Do you remember what you said? No. What did I say? So this guy was having an extraordinarily um, possessive Very controlling, very possessive. Very Rashawn in in the 1990s, 2000s. And Rashawn leaned in and was like, ugh, what does she see in him? They're never going to get married. They're going to be over by the end of the season. And I was like, surprised that you have that reaction. He said, why? I was like, I figured you would relate to him. (laughs) More than anything else. I said, this was you at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, maybe 31. I was like, that was you. I mean, that's a stretch because I'm only 27, but go ahead. I said, so... I'm surprised that you're not watching this and understanding him emotionally. Even if you disagree with his behavior, at least understanding what he's tapping into internally to cause him to behave that way. Right or wrong, I, w- I thought that you might have had a better understanding of him. Yeah, I mean, I didn't because he was wrong and he was a coward and he was a sucker and so was I. And I can admit that. And when I say coward- I, I wouldn't call you a coward. That I'm a coward and a sucker and I'm, I'm going to break it down, right? So he was, he's very controlling, right? He's very pushy. Very, he was obsessed. Very obsessed. Mm-hmm. And so was I. So now, and this goes back to what I'm saying. You've seen these characters in somebody before because you've seen it in me. Mm-hmm. 
maybe Madison doesn't see the character because she doesn't know it. She thinks, oh my gosh, he loves me because he cares. But you see the craziness in him because you've seen it in me. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling Madison, hey, don't marry this guy, that's what I'm thinking about. And the reason I'm, I'm saying him is now, so uh, for, for all you don't, that don't know yet. I just want to say something. It goes against your example, though, because what? your example, you're saying there's just something. Now, if you're her dad and saying he's crazy, possessive, jealous, and controlling, those are legitimate that's claims. True. That's true. So that's what I'm saying. If you have a reason, then it's a different story. Right. Well, so so those are, say, say those are the reasons. Okay. But now, when I say I was a coward and sucker, yes, I was very controlling, right? I was controlling because I was insecure. Uh, I did not want Gia to go out because I felt like she would find somebody better than me. Uh, I did not want her to go to parties, go to work, or go anywhere out of my sight because I was like, she would leave me in a drop of a dime. That's how I felt. And I took the position of, I love her so much that I don't want her to go out and I want her to be safe. But it really was a little bit about being safe, but more, a bit, more about not losing her. So when I'm watching Bling Empire with Gia, and this is these are all corny shows that we just really love and enjoy. But when I'm watching it with Gia, I'm watching his characteristics and I'm like, shit, that was me. Like, where did you go? You just leave and just leave me in the hotel room by myself? Like, that was me. What are you in the corner talking about? You talking about me? That was me. Oh, where did you go on that day? Uh-huh. That was me. When she was in the room with the therapist, mm -hmm. contemplating breaking up with him, and he was outside the room kneeling on the floor, praying. praying on the chair. That was me. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> you know I me. Mean? And you what? made a joke. I said, you've actually prayed like on, a, on your knees where he was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh -huh. But that was me. So it goes to think, like, could you marry somebody that your mother says no to? Um, now I'm going to be honest. If my mom and me and my mom were cool, well, we cool. But if we had a stronger relationship where I told her everything as a kid and told everything as a young adult, and she said, don't marry this individual. I think I would listen. Mm -hmm. I think I think I would honestly listen. Because they know more than I would if we had that relationship. So, And I'm taking you out of it. Just a regular person. Me and you are different. Like, we've known each other since 15. But if I was dating somebody and they were new and my mom said, there's something I don't feel, I wouldn't do it. I don't. Okay, let's just say the relationship that you have with your mom, the way that it is. Because it's hard to say. Correct. But that's why I, I asked had you, because that relationship. your relationship with your mom was, was a strong Oh, yeah, I would listen to anything my mother said if she had good reason. Mm -hmm. Like if there was some type of explanation. If my mom said, Gia, you know, I don't think that you should marry him because he's controlling and obsessive, then that would be a conversation. And if you had just asked me or were about to ask me, then it's something that I would have to consider and have more talks with her about so that I felt good about it. You know, um, I don't like the idea in life of other people making decisions for you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not passive enough for people to make decisions for me. Um, they say that passive is when you let other people make decisions for you. Aggressive is when you make decisions for other people. And assertive is when you make decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say I'm an assertive person. Um, I would need to understand where she was coming from. And then I would have to agree in order to make that decision. I couldn't be passive and just go off of what she's saying because then I would be uncomfortable in that decision. And then I might have daily regret or second thoughts or 
be tormented regularly thinking about, should I have married him? Shouldn't I have married him? Or we're still in a relationship. Is he going to, you know, it causes too much. But when you take someone's advice and you contemplate it and you believe in it, and then you turn around and make that decision for yourself, then in that case, you're being assertive and not passive. Right. I, I, I get what you're saying. But I also look at it this, and these are all three conversations that we broke down in different days to talk about different things, right? So you have a friend, and <clears throat> we were saying that your friend does not fuck with her husband's mom, right? Wait, this is a real situation? Real situation. That really happened between us? Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm, say that again? I'm going to break it down. You, you have a friend, and your friend does not fuck with her husband's mother. Okay. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Now, the mother could have said, don't marry her. I don't like her. Right. Her looking out for her son now destroyed their relationship. Because when you talk about relationships and you talk about life, right? Mm-hmm. Who's number one on the list? God. Right. After God is usually your wife. Should be. Then or your u- husband. Then it's usually your child. Mm-hmm. Then it's usually your mother. Or father. Or father. Your parents. But now with that mother saying, don't marry her, that cuts all that out. Now, well, she's not your wife yet, so girlfriend isn't even on the list. But now but when she comes your wife or if she comes your wife, that relationship is pretty much dead. What relationship is that? The relationship between the son and the mother. No, it's not dead. It's just not prioritized. But, but it's almost dead because if, if, let's say me and you are married mm-hmm. and my mother doesn't like you, mm-hmm. that relationship kind of is dead. Because we're not going to die. Go. It could just be skewed, but it doesn't have to it's die. It's going to be skewed to the point where it's almost dead. Because I'm not going to go there as much because my wife's not going to feel comfortable ah, going there. You're not going to go there as much because that's your personality. You would prioritize me over your mother. But many, 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 many men would not. Many, many, many men are in problems with their wives because they prioritize their mother over their wife. And that is the source of a plethora of problems. Well, let's I've talk, seen it play out. Well, let's talk about it. And that's what I wanted to turn around. In this relationship that we have, who's one, who's two, who's three, who's four? Right? And the reason I say that is you raise Logan till he's, 19, till he's 20, 23 years old, let's say, before he gets married. You changed that boy's pampers. You took him to his games. You fed him. You stayed up at night when you were, trying, when you were sleepy and, and heard his stories about playing basketball. You know, you heard stories about him playing video games and you didn't give a fuck about, but you stayed there and you was like, that's my son. Right. Now he marries this tramp. Now she's a tramp. Now he marries this tramp. (laughs) And Uh now, now he puts you third. He puts you second. How does that make you feel as a mother? Well, now I'd be third because then it would be God, God. his wife, and then me. I would feel that that is the way that it is supposed to be. It doesn't matter if I changed his pampers, I raised him and everything. It is supposed to be God your spouse, your children, your parents. And I would want him to put all of those people before me. I would feel a way. I'm not even going front. I'm not surprised. That's your personality. Because Madison, uh, Madison is my baby, right? I can mm-hmm. sit there and cuddle with Madison in bed. We could have long conversations. We could take a road trip. We can just go eat Dunkin' Donuts or get ice cream or eat burgers. Or yes. That's my compadre. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Amigo. Buddy. Right. Homie. Mm-hmm. that call? Right? <laughs> now, if she meets some guy. Yeah. And she starts fucking with me less, I'm going to feel hurt. Not surprised at all. Why? 
Because you're a jealous person. I am. But that's my baby. Like, I gave her life. Mm -hmm. I continue to give her life. But you have to understand, you gave her life. Right. You gave her life. You gave her a life, which would indicate that you want her to live. We prepared her. So you would want her to leave the nest and fly and live that life and have all of the fun, excitement, and joy that we had as young people. So to be jealous of something that you set her up for all of her young life doesn't really make sense. The other day, right, I, um, I was sitting there thinking, right? And I was like, I would love to buy the house on the right of me <laughs> and the house on the left of me. Yep. And have our whole family just living with me forever. Yep. I mean, I would love to do that too. I said, I'll, 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 the dog's inside. All right. Sorry, guys. That's the, that's the ball. Bye, and, the, and the kids. Thanks, John. I wouldn't mind having everybody live in my house. I would love that. No, like I really would not mind. Have like, all our kids living on the same block? Yeah, if they wouldn't want to live in the house, yeah, I would definitely wouldn't mind. Like I would want that. Well, like, they wouldn't be able to live in the house. Right, they could live in the house. They could with have, their spouse and their kids. We got no. five kids. We, we'd have to have a, a palace. But I wouldn't care. We'd have to live in the Taj that, Mahal but, but, but to be I, able to do but that. But that's what I would want. Yeah. Like I would really want They could that. just live on the block. Like the fact that I could wake up anytime and go cuddle with my daughter. At, at well, now at, it would be you, her, and her husband. I get in the bed with them. Yeah. I don't care. Me cuddling my daughter. I don't, I don't care. But that, that's that's so much love. But that's what I was. But right. I was just curious to get your opinion on, you know, what you thought about relationships as far as who's prioritized in a relationship, and also um, if your mom told you not to marry me, or if you told what are your kids not. So to marry? real life, mm -hmm. if your mother told told you not to marry me, mm -hmm. what would you have done? You, I mean, I wouldn't listen. Mm -hmm. Somebody else, I probably would have listened. Mm. But you have to think, if I was replaced with somebody else, to marry somebody, you would have to feel deeply for them. That love would have to be strong. So I don't think that if it's me, that you wouldn't have listened. But if it was somebody else, you would have listened. No, I'm Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm explaining to you why. Me and you are different. And the reason I say we're different is you can't compare us to other people's relationships. And the reason I say you can't is because we really grew up with each other. Mm -hmm. I've known you more than I've known probably, what, 80% of my life I've known you. Right. You know, mm -hmm. since 16. Mm -hmm. Like, so somebody can't tell me anything about you that I don't know already. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like I met you when we were 24 and I don't really know you and I'm getting to know you and I'm meeting your representative. Like, We've been through the representative phases. We've been through the what is this phase. We've been through the where did this penis go phase. Like we've been through all those <laughs> where phases. Where does this penis go? <laughs> like, like we've been through all these phases. We've been through all of that. So it's a little different. Uh -huh. So there's nothing that nobody can tell me about you that I don't know. I know where every birthmark is on your body. I know where every mole is on your body. I know what you're going to say before you say it. I know what you're thinking before you're thinking. I know that because I know who you are and you're the same to me. Mm -hmm. Um. But for somebody else that I just met, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, even if me and you got a divorce tomorrow, let's say, it would be a different relationship because even though you're my wife and you're my partner and you're my spouse, you're also my friend. So 
for me, it would be more difficult to lose my friend than to lose everything else. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. yes, I have a lover with you. Yes, I have somebody that is my partner, but it's the conversations that I don't have anymore. Like, who do I talk to? Who do I just say how your day is going? Who rubs my back? Like that is that friendship that no matter what, no matter if lip looks fade or, uh, you know, my balls hang or <laughs> whatever it may be, it's it's that who cares? Right. We're past all that. Right. That's what I would miss the most. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? With all that being said, though, think about it. If you are so involved with somebody that you mm -hmm. get to the point that you want to marry them, pledge your love for them before God mm -hmm. and spend the rest of your life with them, you would have to be certain, not pretty certain. You get down on a knee, then you're certain. But some people are not certain. They, they, they think they're certain. Maybe some women Don't aren't, stop. but men are the ones. Ah, thought about something. I'll bring it up in two seconds. Um, but men are typically the ones that propose. So men are usually the certain ones or they don't propose until they are certain. Correct. So why would a man propose if he wasn't certain? Because they think Unless like in last week's episode, they were given an ultimatum or something. Or they but if they, think but they're if, certain or they're getting to an age where they're like, I got to do it now because I'm getting old. Because I, I feel like a lot men, of women and a lot of old... Lot Lionel of, Richie is 70 or 71 with a 30-year-old. I don't feel as though men ever feel... Pre well, I don't want to say ever because that's speaking absolutely, right? I don't feel as though men typically feel pressed to get married because of their age. But is Lionel Richie getting married? Is he getting married or is he just no, I'm just, I was just, I was just throwing that off. Like men, but you gotta think men of have like... Okay. It's kind of the idea that women... Um, in society have a quote unquote expiration date, you know, past your childbearing years, you're somewhat considered to, um, a certain population of men, like no good. Oh. And that's, and that's a strong term. I don't mean mm -hmm. that, um, exactly as I said it, but you understand what I mean. I'm sure. Um, we're the ones with the biological clocks, mm -hmm. you know, men, like I said, Lionel Richie. If you're successful, especially if you're successful, for some other women, um, the standard might be if you're good looking or if you're still in shape, men can be whatever age and still be considered fine and sexy and alluring and whatnot. But women, they treat women, society treats women like milk. Like you get to a certain point and you just spoil. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? The standards are different for men than they are for women. So let me ask you a question. You and I get a divorce. Would you get somebody your same age, younger or older? Um, if I'm being honest, I would never say never, but I cannot ever <laughs> imagine dating someone younger than me. I can't. I just, I've never been able to imagine dating someone younger than me. I would want someone my age or older. Okay. Why? Ask me the question. If we were to get a divorce, mm -hmm. could you see yourself dating someone younger than you? Yes. I think the answer is duh. Yeah. Right? Of right. course. And this is no disrespect to what you just said, but when women get older. They spoil like milk. See? You see? <laughs> That's exactly. Not that, not, That's the, you represent male society. Not that they spoil like milk, but, you know. I'll be honest with you. Ovaries ain't working quite the way that they used to. Nah, but you know, 
like boobs start sagging. Yeah, knees don't work the same. <laughs> All of that. It's a chore to give up, give up, give some head. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not Friday uh-huh. yet. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Usually, if it's a, a younger individual, mm-hmm. they're doing it for a reason. I mean, men, it's the same thing, if I'm being honest. Right. Um, we were having sex the other day, and as soon as you were done, you got up and had to, like, straighten up and started walking crazy. It was like, oh, my knees, my knees. Oh, I was like, and then in the same episode, you had a Charlie horse. Like, it's not just women. <laughs> Am I lying? Ben, you laughing over there? You wouldn't expect that, right? right you can't just get up here and say whatever you want to say. All right, but let me be honest. Right? First of all, like, he was going to the bathroom. He was walking. I was like, why are you walking all, like that? First he was like, I don't know. It's like my knees locked up. I did not say my knees. You're lying. You're a liar. Okay, then what, then what locked up? It was my calves. His calves. It was my calves. <laughs> I stand corrected. It was my calves. It was his calves. I'll be, I, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, right? They just seized up on me. <laughs> That's the last time. You know what? That's the last time you're going to get long dick. No long dick for you. Short dick all the time. So what I tried to do, since you want to break it down, is I used the, the, the footboard, and I'm pushing off the footboard so I could thrust a little harder. You know? mm. And then I was using the calf muscles. Mind you, I haven't rolled my bike in a long time, so my calf muscles are a little rusty. Seized so it was like, boom, boom, boom. So after about three hours of you doing the calf muscles. There wasn't no three hours. That was after about 18 and a half minutes. That's still a lot for for a nigga like me. I'm just saying, realistically, who's the spoiled milk? So, I, 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 look, I know I'm spoiled milk. <laughs> Nothing I, seizes up on me. I know I'm spoiled milk. Except the parts that are supposed to seize up. I know I'm spoiled milk, so, so for myself, yeah. Yeah, my knees hurt. And then you want me to move the baby, and then I got to move the baby, and I call the Charlie horse? Well, yeah. that's a whole other story, because Bricky was in the bed. Bricky was in the bread bed. Look, look, I'm going to be honest. This would be a whole other story. So you know we ain't got no nanny, right? (laughs) So every night, Brooklyn likes to sleep in our bed, and I can't get her out. Even if we get her out 20 minutes later, she comes back in the bed. So look, (laughs) she get in where she fit in. You just stay. Rajon made a wall of pillows in case she woke up. Look, look, there's pillows in between us, so she can't see nothing. If she get up, we hear her. So look, she just got to sit there. So boom, we go in, boom, finish. I get up because I got to get something to drink because I'm thirsty. I ain't going to lie. So when I get up, she gets up and she like, mommy, I love you. And then sits, lays next to gear. My little sweet. So I'm like, fuck, I can't get no more because I think so. I was like, all right, when she fall back to sit, I'm like, I'm going to pick up. So when I pick up, I call the Charlie horse. Call the Charlie horse, <laughs> throw on the floor. Well, not on the floor, but throw on the pillow. Uh-huh. And then I was messed It happens sometimes, man. Just saying. Only happens to you and men of a certain age. <laughs> I'll just say, okay, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not just women. And this portion of the Casey Crew podcast is brought to you by American Express, all right? Now, here's another podcast that you got to listen to. Built to Last is a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of Black-owned small businesses that shape American culture. If you haven't heard already, check out the debut season of Built to Last and hear host Elaine Wolteroth. Explain how the black business leaders of our past have inspired today's black-owned small businesses. This season features small business owners like Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Slutty Vegan, a cutting-edge designer, and so many other amazing small business owners. Plus, there's a special check-in with modern-day Renaissance woman Issa Rae. Check out the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
Shout out to American Express. Let's go to email of the week. I ain't fucking with you. You're not getting this Charlie Austin. Nothing this this uh this Charlie. You ain't getting this long dick. Now you getting short dick. This little small strokes. I tried to do the long. My shit was. You know what? Forget you. Uh huh. <sighs> Love you, gear and big dick envy too. <laughs> this person just knows. Oh boy, she got the intuition, she baby. She got the intuition. My husband and I have been married for 34 years. In my opinion, he talks too much. But since we're boring and ordinary, I've put up with it. Most of our friends and family laugh at him and don't take him seriously. There's always somebody in your family that just talks all the time, right? But, looking for the big dick part? <laughs> it's there. <laughs> Lately, however, I felt the need to remind him that others might take advantage of his openness. For example... His coworker has been out for a few months and my husband has been picking up the slack. He slipped up and mentioned he was told about his coworker by a lady completing an internship under the coworker. Don't you think a quick text to my husband would have been nice since he's carrying the ball? Nothing. Just lots of going on. I'm so confused. Me too. I'm Let me bring that back. I don't understand that. what's going on. Can you start from the beginning? No. <clears throat> Lately, however. No, no. I really need you. So I'm confused. My husband and I have been married 34 years. Yes. In my opinion, he talks too much. But since we're boring and ordinary, I put up with it. Most of our friends and family laugh at him and don't take him seriously. Lately, however, I felt the need to remind him that others might take advantage of his openness. For example, his co-worker has been out for a few months and my husband has been picking up the slack. He slipped up and mentioned he was told about his co-worker by a lady completing an internship under the co-worker. Don't you think a quick text to my husband would have been nice since he's carrying the ball? Nothing long, just lots going on. See you when I return. Something like that. So basically the co-worker left and didn't even text the husband. She's defending her husband. Get it? Mm -hmm. Understand? Okay. okay. I reminded my husband <clears throat> that he doesn't have to share all our issues with everybody. He says he needs to tell friends, family, and even co-workers because he needs support. <laughs> I have folks asking me how my hysterectomy went. Why my husband decided to have a vasectomy, even what I use for birth control. Am I wrong for being annoyed? How can I explain to him that he is too open? Yes, I can tell people to mind their own business, but I wish my husband wouldn't make me have to. What do you think? Well, I got this. So this is what you do. You just embarrass him one time. You tell one of your female co-workers something small that will hurt his pride, but not break him to the fact where he wants to get a divorce, right? <laughs> like, let's say he came in, in 10 seconds. You go into that, wherever it is, be like, child, last night, I couldn't even get a full minute. He came in 10 seconds. I'm like, what's wrong with you? That will embarrass the shit out of him or he'll know. Or if you really want to go hard, be like, girl, he couldn't find a Levitra. Viagra, the gas station pill, or the blue chews. He couldn't get up. It was just looking like this all day long, and I guarantee you he'll never tell another coworker anything ever again. Okay. <clears throat> so I don't second that advice. Um, in my opinion, <clears throat> I... Uh, how do I put this? Uh, I don't know if it's the West Indian in me. I don't like men that run their mouths. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To me, it sounds like my mother would say like very womanish, you know? Um, it feels like leave it up to the women to talk and to chat and to gossip and, oh, this is going to sound terrible, but to need support. Like, I don't want my man 
to need external support. It sounds a little, not completely, but a little weakish to me. It's not very manly. Um, Like what I like, what I love about our relationship, one of the things is that you and I, but for the podcast, um, are very private. Mm -hmm. Um, We do this podcast and we choose to do this podcast. um, And I think that we both um, feel as though it's that we, we divulge almost every ounce of what's personal to us um, for the greater good. We do this in hopes that maybe our stories or our conversations that we have here can help people people that listen, um, that people may be able to relate and apply things that we say to their lives or maybe issues or problems that they've had or that they're having. So for us, um, I think that this is very gratifying what we do. Um, and it, it's told in a lot of the emails that we receive and the DMS that we get and things like that. So this is a choice. We don't do this because otherwise we would be private. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't do this, uh, for support. I know that at times you've said that it's kind of like therapy, um, and it's helpful to you, but at the same time, it's you and I here talking. And if we weren't doing it in front of a camera and for an audience, we would be doing it in our bedroom amongst ourselves because we are very communicative. Um, I like that if we have an issue, you don't have to pick up the phone or run and tell your friends or um, that you don't need to divulge. You don't need to pour it onto somebody and hear what they have to say. I think that for the most part, we deal with our problems ourselves. And I'm definitely uh, not that type. I've never been the type of person that if I have an issue that I pick up my girlfriend, pick up the phone and call my girlfriend and say, this is what's going on. What do you think? I've always, but that's just my personality. I'm not saying that that's the right way to be. I'm just saying that that's just my personality. Um, if I'm going through something, I deal with it myself. I figure out what I want to do, how I should handle it. And that's how I go about it. Um, but we deal with things ourselves. If you are the type of guy that we're going through something or something happens and you have to run and tell everybody or get everybody's advice before you can figure out what you want to do, for me, that wouldn't be attractive. That wouldn't be very mannish. It would be a little weak. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I wouldn't be attracted to that. Um, so she said that she's been with him for 34 years. Mm -hmm. So maybe she doesn't react to it the same way or look at it the same way that I do, but clearly she has a problem with it. She may have a problem with it more so because it puts her in uncomfortable predicaments where she's out with somebody and they bring up something about her that she didn't tell them. I mean, imagine how that feels. So she dislikes it for her own set of reasons, which are different than mine. I mean, mine would include hers as well. Like that would be crazy as well. Um, but as far as how to deal with it, it's hard to say because he seems to be that type of individual. He's probably been like that ever since he was a child. 
Um, if I were her, I would tell him how uncomfortable it makes me mm-hmm. and explain to him why. But I, to be honest with you, I don't necessarily think that that would work because it just seems to be his way. Do you know what I mean? Right. What do you think? I mean, I do think it's his way and I will agree with you. I, I think when people and couples, whether it's <clears throat> Facebook or social media, when they talk about their relationship, I think it's whack and trash. Um, I think people are just see, searching for attention instead of trying to solve the problem. Um, I can't think of one time where me and you got into an argument or whatever it may be. And we talked about it on social media. I think that is uh, avoiding a situation, avoiding problem or anything on Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if you want to be a grown individual, you handle it in person. Uh, so what he's doing is uh, he's probably uh, needs somebody to talk to. So I get what he's probably doing. He probably has no friends and his friends at work. He can ask and have con- you know conversations about. But my problem is it's not even about a, a, a situation. He's just talking about everything. Hey, I cut my balls off. Yeah, you know. Hey, you know, we pulled the ovaries out. Hey, yo, you know, she had a, this like. You know, yeah, it's it like he has diarrhea of the mouth. mouth. Yeah, but I also, yeah. but that usually happens because somebody wants to be the popular person at work or the popular person in the workplace or the popular person in the in whatever circle that they are. I don't know if it's about pop- popularity. I, I think, think it's so. more about attention. Yeah, attention and popularity. Yeah, so they yeah. want that attention. So mm-hmm. they continue to push to get that attention, which I think is foul because you're really hurting your spouse, embarrassing your spouse. So I think she needs to have that problem. And if it continues on, I think she needs to embarrass him one time, one good time and not to stop all that shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that he has a clue as to how damaging that is. And also for most people having all of your business in the street isn't beneficial. Mm -hmm. It isn't beneficial. There are certain things that are inconsequential, you know, there are certain things that you tell people. It doesn't matter if people know or not, but sometimes your intimate business, private moments, things that happen in your lives and your married life should stay between I agree. two people. Um, so ultimately her question is, what should I do? Yes. Hmm. I just don't know if a conversation would necessarily be enough. And I think that your approach is very petty. I don't think embarrassing him. I'm a, I'm a petty person. If you guys haven't realized, if you that. <clears throat> I think that maybe they should have um, an agreement where there are different levels of personal business mm-hmm. and certain levels are on the, we don't share with others level. Some are, it's up to your discretion. Mm-hmm. And then others are, it's free game. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that a conversation should kind of include examples of what is not for everybody, what is for son some and what is for whomever. Because for him, I feel as though that needs to be dictated to him. He doesn't seem to possess the discretion to decide for himself. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah. All right. And, you know, and let us know how it works out. Keep us informed and, and absolutely positively, you know, email us back because we would love to know how it works out. Um, you know what we have to do? Another email. I wasn't going to do another email. We have to do another email. Um, anyway. What? We can. Okay. Uh, Brittany Lingard. Shout to Brittany Lingard. <clears throat> Every week, what we're going to be doing is we're taking, we want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, and every week we're going to pick one subscriber, old or new. We're just going to randomly pick somebody 
and we're going to give them a Casey Crew prize pack. Uh, in that prize pack, it could be wine glasses. It could be a coffee mug. It could be a candle. It could be the cool Casey Crew socks. Or a combination of any of the above. It could be a combination of, of all of that. But we just want to give you guys something and just say thank you for riding with us. <laughs> so if you're out there, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. And every week we're going to pick a winner and we're going to send them some cool-ish. So uh, this week is Brittany Lingard. So shout to you, Brittany Lingard. We're going to send you some cool stuff. Uh, you can email uh, Ben's and let us know if you prefer a coffee or wine. Because if you prefer a coffee, we'll send you a coffee mugs and some cool stuff. If you drink wine, we'll send you a wine glass and some cool stuff. And then I have the Casey crew and take a picture with it. And we would love to post that. All right. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. And um, Gia wants to spice it up a little bit. And no, not get naked. Um, but we want to start doing some cool stuff like maybe once a month or once every couple of months we do a live on YouTube and we get listeners to come in and ask questions and to talk. Just do something different where, you know, it's not just us alone. I love her to death, but, you know, and she loves me to death, but I'm sure she would like to talk to some other people. Not like that, but on the show. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> before you start the next email, mm -hmm. while we were talking about our previous topic, something popped into my mind and I was like, oh. We'll talk about it in a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. So I just need you to agree to talk about that and do another email before I tell you. One or the other, because we had time. What, one or the other. What? what? You got somewhere to be? Yes. What, where? Making up for the other night when I, my, I had the fucking Charlie <laughs> Hoss. Um, we, could, we could do emails next week, but what, what are you talking about? I mean, I, it depends on how long we talk about this topic. We were watching something and I said, you know what? That would be an interesting, interesting podcast topic. And something that I said earlier kind of was about to lead into it, but I didn't want to get sidetracked. How do you feel mm -hmm. about women proposing to men? So we were watching, um, like he said earlier, I think we an, should do that next week. an episode of Bling Empire and that. I don't want to ruin it for you if you watch, but the question of that came up and we paused it and we actually had a little discussion about it. And Rashawn, as usual, said, you know what? Let's just have right. the conversation. We'll save it for a podcast. Um, if you're new to the podcast, typically what happens is where we go about living our normal lives and when something happens and you know we're a normal couple and we start talking about it, a lot of times It'll get introduced as a conversation between the two of us. And then it's usually him. Well, it's always him. It's never me. He'll say, just hold that thought. I don't want to talk about it here. Let's talk about it on the podcast. So when we do discuss it, it's natural, it's organic, and it's not preconceived thoughts. So that's usually what happens. So we didn't really have that conversation, mm -hmm. um, but you're saying you'd like to save it for the now, next. Let's, let's do that on the next podcast. Let's, let's do that on the next podcast. What time are we at? Uh, we, have, we have 50, 55 minutes. We're already at 55 minutes. We're at 50 minutes? Yeah, so let's do, that oh, in the next, wow. let's do that in the next podcast. All right, let's just do another email. So then we can, what? You think I'm a slave driver? Yes. He just, he just turned his, I don't know if you guys saw him, he was like, goodness. <laughs> All right, here we go. I will start off by saying that I love your podcast. Uh, I hate Gia's perspective on every topic, and I feel like she carries so much class and elegance as a person. She's a Why? Can you listen? Read what read what the paper says. She says, "I love Gia's perspective on every topic. I feel like she carries so much class and elegance as a person." Thank this you. This month, I've been dealing with a situation that could use some of Gia's perspective and some of Envy's real estate knowledge. Oh boy, I would like to rename. I would like to be named anonymous. Okay. 
I'm a single mother of one looking to purchase my first home in the next couple of months. I currently live with a family member now and the rent is very cheap, but we bump heads every now and then. I can feel it taking a toll on our relationship. I'm also consistently uh, battling with the feeling that we're no longer wanted there. Sometimes we're no I longer what? Wanted there. Okay. Sometimes I feel as if they keep us there because they feel sorry for me and my son. I've been living with them for two years and I know I would be in a better mental state if I was to have my own space. However, I also know how expensive it may be to be on my own and it's very scary. I know buying a home is a huge decision and I'm feeling as if I might may be making a wrong move as we are still in the middle of a pandemic. I am only dependent on one income as of now since my son's father cannot help financially. I work as administration assistant for a construction company that is so far considered essential and promising. The pay is not that much, but I'm um, good at managing our money. I would hate to get this home and somehow lose everything due to some unexpected life emergency. Uh, I know I'll be able, I know I'll be well off if I'm able to rent one of the rooms from the townhouse, but I'm not sure if I will be able to find someone that I trust to let in my home like that. I really don't want to let my son down. I would feel like such a failure if I was to lose our home, but I know how much of stress relief it would be living on our own. Should I keep renting a room at my relative's house and save money while putting up with the differences, or should I take the leap and move out during such an unpredictable time for us? Thank you both so much of your time. Thank you so much. I'll start. Um, the stress and the burden of remaining somewhere where you feel as though you're not wanted, mm -hmm. I think that that's too much for a person to take mm -hmm. because it's the type of burden that never lets up. Mm -hmm. It is constant and it is relentless because it's, a, it's an overwhelming and uh, consuming feeling that you always feel. I'm not wanted. Anything that that person says to you, you might take it as though it means that they don't want you to be there. So it's, it's kind of like a ton of bricks that's always on your back. So regardless of whether she buys a home or rents or something like that, my priority would be to get myself and my child out of that environment because it probably is putting more stress on her than she actually realizes. Sometimes you go through, through things in life and you don't re really realize the toll that it's taking on you mentally and emotionally. And then sometimes people just break or they find themselves depressed or sullen or something of that nature. And it's avoidable. It's avoidable. Regarding getting a house, based on what I heard in the email, I think that buying a house is a bad idea. You ask me why. The reason is because before the purchase of the house, just contemplating the purchase of the house, she's already stressed. She's already worried. She's already considering not being able to afford it or upkeep it. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to be able, or if you're worried about being able to make the payments, that implies to me that you're more on a check-to-check -check basis. If I lose my job, then I won't be able to afford the house. If there's an emergency, I won't be able to make a payment. If blank, then blank. That means that, in my opinion, you're not able to 
actually afford the house. Um, for me, the word affording doesn't mean solely that you can pay for something. A lot of us can pay for a lot of things, but to me, it doesn't mean that you can afford it. When the word afford is used, I believe that it means that you can purchase something, you can pay for something, you can pay for a service without thinking twice about it, without it infringing on any of the, any of the other things in your life that are considered a necessity. It means that there's room for you to make that purchase or spend that money. You have wiggle there. If it's tight and if that can impose on other things that are essential to you, then it's not actually affording. There's being able to pay and then there's affording. And if things are that tight for her where she thinks that something can change and her payment on the house might suffer, that means that she can't actually afford it. And I would never go into a binding agreement like that without feeling completely comfortable and without feeling as though I had that wiggle room. So I think that she should get out of her current situation based on how she feels about whom she's living with and rent. Find a place that she can live that is actually affordable where you do have that wiggle room. Try to get something less expensive than what you can actually afford, which might give you the opportunity to save. And then if you save for a particular period of time, then you might be able to find yourself in a position where you can actually afford to buy a house. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with Gia to, an, to a point. Um, I, I feel that you should move. If, if that stress is there, like Gia said, you don't want that stress in your life or your child's life. Um, would you, would should you purchase a house? Yes and no. As Gia said, no, because you don't want to be living check to check and something happens and you're effed up. But this is what I would advise you to do. Um, you know, I do real estate and I'm looking at houses all day long. So I'm going to base it off of a house that I looked at the other day, right? The house was $150,000. And I know you're thinking, Envy, that's a lot of money. I just told you I don't have money, but let me break it down. So the house was $150,000 and it was a two and a half family house. So what does that mean? Um, I'm going to break it down. So right now they have all these grants and all these conditions where they will give you down payments for your house. And also give you closing costs. So you're literally coming to the closing with nothing. And I, and I know what you're thinking. Well, okay, well, if I come to the closing with nothing, how can I afford this house? So let me break it down. So let's say if the house is $150,000, and I'm just going to base this off of Jersey, and you can base it from where you're from, depending on what it is. Jersey's expensive, so $150,000 is expensive. But if you're in a place like Atlanta or Cleveland or wherever, it might be a little cheaper. So look for a two and a half family. When I say two and a half family, I'm going to break it down. So you live on the main floor with your son. Your mortgage with your insurance and your taxes and your utilities, let's say, is $2,000 a month. And I know what you're probably saying, Andy, how the fuck am I going to pay $2,000 a month? Let me explain. So if you're in Jersey, rent is anywhere from fifteen dollars to $2,000. So you rent upstairs. Rent that. You rent it, let's say, for $1,500. Boom. That pretty much pays your mortgage and your bills. All you have to come out of your pocket is $500. Now, the reason I said two and a half apartments, because now you have a basement, you rent that basement out for a thousand dollars a month. So you have somebody living under you, somebody living on top of you, but it's your property that's yours. 
So you rent the basement for $1,000. So now you're actually making $500 on top of what you're making at your paycheck. So you have the upstairs person pretty much paying your rent. The downstairs is profit. And now you're living rent free and you have that home and have that property. If you're worried about the pandemic taking somebody's job away, then you do it through the government and then the government pays you. The government Explain what you mean by do it through the government. All right. So uh, sometimes they have governmental assistance where the government pays for people to live in certain places. So if the government does it, I don't do it with any of my properties because the government is on top of you with everything. If there's a leak in the toilet or this, that, and the other, the government can say we're not paying you. But it rarely happens. But the government will pay for that person's apartment and you never have to worry about a pandemic or anything happen because the government's check always is on time. But if you do that, you live rent free. Upstairs pays your rent. Downstairs is your profit. And then you stay in that house until you feel comfortable moving. But you're really living rent free. Really, that's what it is. And it's not just a matter of, well, I'm, I'm broke and I have to do that. Uh, Angela Yee, who is a co-host at The Breakfast Club, that's what she did. She has a two family. She lives on one floor. She rents up the upstairs and her brownstone. The brown, the people that upstairs really pays her mortgage. So she's really living rent free. And all that money that she was paying for rent, she saves. And then she's able to buy another property later on. And that's what you continue to do. So that's what I would advise you to do. Now, the grants and all that, you have to Google, you have to do your homework, but they are given, they do give it to people. And especially that you're a single mom, I believe you said, you said that the child's father can't help because he doesn't have a job. They definitely give grants for those. So that's what I would advise you to do. That's what I would do in that situation. But you want to clear your head and you want to get out of a situation where you're stressed out. And that's what I would look to do. Cool. I like that. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. And again, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. We're looking for people weekly. And uh, every week we're going to pick somebody and we're going to send them a bunch of cool shit. So make and sure you subscribe to the page. throw in a custom candle. Yeah. Maybe in we'll throw in one from, of these custom candles. This is lit right now. It's hot. Yeah. From Custom Candle Co. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to visit them on Instagram, it's Custom Candle Company on Instagram. That's um, right. But... She does, her name is Marcy. She does a lot of our candles and her own um, candles where she uses recycled liquor bottles and she fills them with wax and creates beautiful custom candles. So absolutely. Yes. I love her candles. You guys already know that if you've been tuning into the podcast for a while. So we might throw one or two of those in for you guys as well. All right. And also I'm putting gear uh, gear on a stroll. So a lot of you guys hit Mm -hmm. me up all the time and say, Hey, you know, hey, you know, we want a, a drop from gear or can get shout out my company or wish my wife a happy birthday or whatever it may be. So if you go to Cameo, I'm going to put gear on Cameo. I'm, what? Put, I'm putting her on a stroll with, like, with me. So if you want to get her to You're just going to volunteer me to do things without asking me about it? Yes, that's what marriage is about. That's so, not what marriage yes, is about. Is. So, you know, gear is going to be on Cameo. So if you want birthday <laughs> shout outs or what? wedding anniversary <laughs> shout outs. Um, will be doing I don't mind doing that. I'm just saying it would be nice if we would have had a conversation before you just volunteer me. I'm putting you on a stroll. You better work it. So, uh, <laughs> Gia will be on Cameo, so look out for her. So if you need that, you can go to Cameo and definitely check her out. And we'll see you guys next or week. Or not. Or maybe not. Oh, you can you can check and see, but we have to have a conversation. Gia's going on a stroll. But... <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Doodles.